If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Burnout, stress, anxiety, callouts, staffing shortages. The pandemic has taken an immense toll on frontline healthcare workers and laid bare issues that existed even before COVID 19 gained a worldwide foothold. Concern for the mental well-being of frontline staff seemingly dominates news reports, peer-reviewed journals, and even government reports, revealing a depth of distress throughout the healthcare system like none before it. So you may wonder what's being done. Here at Nemours, there are two programs now emerging that are boots-on-the-ground, in-unit initiatives designed to immediately identify situations that put added stress on staff and to provide relief and resources. We're dedicating an entire podcast episode to each of these programs and the benefits they are already bringing to Nemours Associates. First, let's talk about Code Lavender. Kristen Palesa is the driving force behind this program at the NICU at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Delaware. She is a NICU nurse and has been for nearly two decades, including seven years here at Nemours. So what is Code Lavender? Here's Kristen Palesa. Code Lavender is all about cultivating a a culture of compassion. Um, It actually started at the Cleveland Clinic over a decade ago in 2008, after a nursing wellness program highlighted the need for provider support. It's a crisis intervention tool that is used when challenging situations arise. And those challenging situations can be staffing, traumatic patient events, death of our patients, death of a coworker. So really stressful times for our staff. And the point is to increase these acts of kindness after these stressful workplace events occur. So how it got to Nemours was I was listening last year at a virtual conference. Our NICU does an annual conference. And one of the presenters was a woman by the name of Michelle Lochner, Dr. Michelle Lochner. And she did this presentation on Code Lavender. She's an obstetrician and told the story of a pretty traumatic event that she had at work one night while delivering a baby, almost losing her patient, which was the mother. And after that experience, she really left feeling like she was questioning her clinical judgment, her assessment skills questioning whether or not she wanted to be a doctor anymore. What Dr. Lochner really wanted to highlight was the impact that adverse events can have on staff. The medical team is really feeling the stress, the anxiety, the loss of our patients in a really profound way. Losing sleep, thinking about it nonstop. If you were involved in this situation, maybe you're questioning whether or not you want to do this. 
increasing rates of burnout. So it's really important that our leadership recognize the importance of this emotional support. How can we provide care to others when we ourselves are suffering? We are struggling on a shift-to-shift basis. And this whole idea that she brings up of the second victim, that the healthcare members involved in some adverse events can become really traumatized and feel overwhelmingly responsible for outcomes. There's a feeling of failure. You know, I talked about second guessing yourself. And as I was listening to that program, I thought, holy cow, you're right. Yes, we are not great at supporting each other through these events. And geez, more than ever now with COVID, we need to make this a priority in a healthcare setting. So for somebody who's maybe not in the clinical setting, what's an adverse event? Yeah. So an adverse event can be the death of a patient. An adverse event can be giving a wrong medication, some sort of medical error perhaps. But it doesn't always have to be the worst case scenario. Times of stress can be short staffing. We face that a lot. Um, heavy patient loads, a difficult family, a difficult patient, moral and ethical issues. So it really can run the gamut. It does not necessarily have to mean death and dying all the time. Our job is stressful on a daily basis. And how do we help manage that stress so that it's bearable and we are also supporting our emotional well-being? How I have come to interpret or wanted to have a vision for Code Lavender specifically in our NICU was, as I'd mentioned, not all things are as dire as death and dying. More often than not, thank God, it's everyday stressors such as short staffing, a difficult patient, a difficult family. So what I thought was, how do we support ourselves and our coworkers, whatever they might need on your shift? So really, nothing too big or too small. What do you need that can help your shift just be a little bit smoother? So we have created little sections within the unit. We have a pharmacy, cutely labeled and assembled. And the pharmacy contains ibuprofen, dental floss, cough drops, nicer tissues, hair ties, face spray mouthwash, sort of a catch-all little pharmacy. If it's a headache that you have and we can eliminate that, awesome. Your day is going to be better. Your hair tie broke when you don't want to use a rubber band from the bedside cart. We can give you that. I hope that these little things accumulate to just an overall positive shift. If you're happy, you're going to have a better attitude. You're going to be a better coworker. You're going to be a better nurse. We also have some snacks and drinks available. The point of that, again, is you can have an extremely busy shift. You might not be able to get the time to sneak away to get yourself something to eat or drink. Just having a granola bar, bag of popcorn, a seltzer, that's just so cool to me. That that is there for you in those moments. I also have seen coworkers go and get those things for the person that hasn't been able to eat. We have some relaxation type things. We have a space designed for quiet. We have a yoga mat, an acupuncture pillow that you can lay on, a diffuser. 
one of those neck wraps that you can heat up, stress balls. There have been times where I will set up the yoga mat, put out the pillow, warm up the neck wrap, sort of encouraging your coworker to take a break in there. Chill out, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Give me your phone, turn on the diffuser, smell some nice lavender, sit in the dark, relax. And then I mentioned this cart. Really, I just needed a place to house giftables because there are some things of worth. I needed to be able to lock it up. It doesn't necessarily have to be a cart, just a place where you could house these giftable items. We have lavender sachets, some candy, fuzzy socks, face masks, journals, gift cards, just blank cards in general that you can write each other, as well as the gift of time. Just a card with a clock on it that says, take some time. Again, another personal touch, something a little more special. An important factor too with this is that I'd like our staff to recognize in each other when we are feeling these stressful events. We're working side by side with these individuals. We can watch them as they come out of their patient's room. They may be very busy appearing. They may be emotionally distraught. I want the person sitting next to them to recognize that and say, what do you need? And I don't mean that in just a clinical sense. I mean that in, can I get you a drink? Do you need a break? I'm not even going to ask you if you need a break. How about you take a break? Really involving everybody to look out for one another. And that these little interventions can really have a huge, huge impact. That was sort of my interpretation or how I envisioned Code Lavender working in the NICU. Now, the presentation that I heard did have a response team that included pastoral care, social work, more of a mental health presence that I am not, or those around me are not qualified per se, to provide. If they had a adverse event, they could call this code and a response happened within about 30 minutes. This is something that I would like to see evolve on my unit and perhaps if it were to go hospital-wide that there could be some sort of code lavender group that could respond in these times of really stressful situations. Right now, as it stands in the NICU, we are not calling a code lavender. It's recognizing in each other when a break is needed or a time for de-stress. So that's me calling a code lavender on you. I see that you are having a, a tough time and I want you to feel a little better for some part of your shift. Now you talked a little bit about this earlier, but what's the importance of having that emotional support within your team on the NICU or any clinical team within Nemours? Why is that so important? So I'm going to speak from a nursing perspective because I am a nurse. What we do is stressful baseline. COVID really exacerbated that level of stress and really highlighted the work that nurses do on a daily basis. We have seen nursing retention rates plummet. Our NICU and Nemours have not been immune 
to that loss of our bedside nurses. We are seeing sicker patients. We are being tasked with perhaps caring for a heavier patient load due to staffing. We need to prioritize our healthcare team so that they can provide the care that is needed for our patients. Ultimately, we are in the business of caring and compassion. It is not easy on a daily basis to witness death and dying or to function at such a high level that you don't have time to go to the bathroom, to eat, to maybe provide the care that you want to provide. It's in a unit hospital's best interest to make sure the people that are doing this caring are themselves cared for. What are some of the things you look for in someone who you think might be a little bit more stressed than the baseline that you talked about? Call-outs might start to occur more often. So, you know, not coming into work, becoming disengaged from work, having a negative doomsday sort of attitude, which in turn will bring us all down. Sometimes maybe patient care can suffer in that maybe they're not dedicating as much time as they would have in the past, recognizing that in each other and hopefully preventing that from getting that far. If we have to, help point each other in the direction of mental health resources. The hospital has them, provides that support if needed, not being afraid to bring up that subject with each other. And this is this is big change because people in the workplace in particular are not used to talking about their emotions. In the year, not quite year, since this started in the NICU in Delaware, can you give me an example of a situation where you or somebody on your team needed that extra emotional support that would fall under this code lavender sort of scenario? And how did it work out? Yes. So I actually have a perfect example that happened to coincide with the sort of launch of Goat Lavender. It was a shift that I was working, a night shift. We were getting a patient that was going to require ECMO, which is sort of the ultimate form of life support. We had already had a child that was on ECMO at the time. So our unit was very acute, meaning very busy, very sick patients, and a lot of them. We were short-staffed, so short-staffed actually that I had to call in our nurse manager to help. That was the first time I've ever had to do that in my nursing career. So that just goes to show you the state that we were in, how busy we were. I needed her to come in so I could free up nurses to admit and take care of this second ECMO patient that was coming in. The amount of resources, particularly around nursing, that is required for that type of patient is a lot. (laughs) So I knew this patient was coming in. I was in charge at the time. I had some money from Code Lavender fundraising. The first thing I did prior to the patient getting there was I ordered pizza (laughs) for the unit. I ordered pizza because I knew no one was going to be getting a break on this shift. It was going to be too crazy. And by break, I mean you got 30 seconds to run to the bathroom and eat and come back. I need to make sure people are fed. It's a 12-hour shift. It's a high-stress time. I need people to be at their best. So we ordered pizza. The patient came, was admitted. 
The surgical team arrives to place catheters in the neck so that we can initiate this therapy. And during that surgical procedure, the baby cardiac arrested, which is not typical for the NICU setting. So we have a surgical intervention taking place while this is happening without going into gory details. (laughs) All hands on deck, CPR, pushing all kinds of medications and blood. And ultimately, the patient died. This was, while a risk, an unexpected outcome and a traumatic one for many reasons, but also because this is not a typical code type of situation in the NICU. We see some other things taking place. I remember after this, everybody just sort of froze in place. Our fellow started crying. We were looking around in just utter disbelief. You look around the room, looks like a bomb had gone off. Very traumatic. After the event, we did have a debrief with all all those involved where we talked more about clinical things, what happened, what we could have done better, things that do need to take place. At that time, then I was able to bring out this code cart, which I didn't really get into, but we can talk a little bit more about what that is. I know we can't erase what happened. And I know a little gift isn't necessarily a fix all, but we had these tokens of appreciation that we could give to the medical team, some coffee gift cards, some fuzzy socks, some face masks, things that sort of invoke wellness, taking care of yourself. How can we give you a little hug? When you go home, you can maybe take a bath and put on these fuzzy socks and just sort of relax. So just having some tokens of appreciation, some things on hand that you don't have to think about. You can just go to this cart and take what you need and bring it back and give it to the person and just say, thank you. Please take care of yourself. I'm here for you. And we package these things up in a nice way. I think that just shows if I'm just handing you a fuzzy sock. Okay. But I think there's something that feels a little bit more thoughtful around packaging. We have a lavender stamp that I put on the bags. Just another way to show that you matter. I care about you. I care enough to give you something special. We really used all things code lavender on that night. And these acts, small though they may be, have over time at other hospitals and probably here in Delaware as well, shown to provide great comfort and make people feel a part of a team and an experience and cared for. Talk about that. Yeah. The idea of recognizing stress in others is a sort of built-in team building experience as well. I have to say specifically around that event that I just talked about, I felt closer to that group of people. And I really do feel like it changed us for the better, for sure, in that we started a group chat and we're checking in on each other for days to come afterwards. 
we'll still sometimes talk about it, but it makes your unit more cohesive, makes you realize that your coworkers, your friends are looking out for you, want the best for you, will be there to support you not only in what you need clinically, but will pick you up at the end as well. I think that's invaluable and we can't stress that part enough. I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day and they were talking about a a death of a patient and they said, oh, as the next shift was walking in, we saw the code lavender bag and we knew something had happened. What that meant to me was that person had been gifted something and the staff is recognizing when you see that there has been an event that has occurred. But for me, it meant, yes, we're using it. (laughs) It's now becoming part of our routine. That was awesome, too. Kristen Palesa is a NICU nurse at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Delaware. Code Lavender is supported through donations and fundraising activities. Kristen's vision is to see the Code Lavender model spread to other units across Delaware and Florida. If you'd like to learn more about it or collaborate with Kristen on this vision, please email her directly, kristen.palesa at nemours.org. That's Kristen with a K, R-I-S-T-E-N dot Palesa, P-A-L-A-I-S-A at nemours.org. Next week, we'll delve into another new Nemours initiative called PAUSE, designed to address the human emotions that arise as a direct result of the death of a patient. Please join us. The Champions for Children podcast is available wherever you get your other favorite podcasts and on Nemours.net, the Nemours Now app, and by asking your smart speaker to play the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Please subscribe. You may also go directly to this or any episode of the podcast by visiting nemours.libsyn.com. That's nemours.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turners Falls, Massachusetts. Production assistance today is courtesy of Peter Adebi, Allison Kraft, Deborah Griffin, and Savannah Pettit. On behalf of Kristen Palesa, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this episode of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.